Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to This Is Real with Juan Martinez. And Stephanie Rave. Man, I'm excited. I'm super pumped. Man, I, I don't know. I, I, I just love the fact that every single weekend we get to be in 53 cities at one time and about 51 state prisons and county yeah, prisons. Exactly. People when, listening when nobody can else nobody else can go in. Yeah, you know, man. We're in there being able to share. Yeah, it's incredible. Good news. Yep. That's incredible. And you know what? Every single week we have guests that's the guest. And you know, this guy I, I met him on the radio. Oh wow. I met him on the radio. <laughs> and, and let oh, me yeah, tell you I something. The cool part about it <laughs> is just seeing his life. Yeah. He's the real deal. Mm-hmm. He uh whether we're at a table eating uh, whether we're, he's actually stayed in my home, you know, yeah, so he's the real 100%. deal. Yeah, he's not just the guy that is preaching that. something mm-hmm. that is not living it. He's a great dad. Fireball. Fireball. <laughs> if you, if yeah. you haven't hit the streets yeah. with Caleb, the man of a different spirit, you really haven't hit the streets. I'm <laughs> talking, I'm not, serious. Yeah, it's not real, real. You remember New London? Other. Yeah, I remember all of it. That's why I'm like, we can attest to that because Fire. Pastor Caleb is just a whole Fire. other level. When he starts hopping up and down, you know yeah. it's serious. Yeah. You know it's serious right there. But <laughs> let me, everybody, let me introduce to you all the way from Florida, Claremont, Caleb Rain, Pastor. What's up, man? What's up, guys? Such an honor, such a blessing to be on the show with everybody. Uh, so you, man, I had actually forgot about New London, man. That was so awesome what <laughs> the Lord did in amazing. New London. That was incredible. Jumping out of buses that were still moving hardly, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. praying for people and stuff. It was such favor on that whole thing. Dude, it was like awesome yeah. 70, 70 people every week they see, and that day there was over 500. Yeah. Came out. Yes. After we hit the yeah, streets. That's, that's, I think some that's of the it, Lord all yeah, the way. Fact. Uh, I think even Pastor James Avec over there was like, man, we ain't seen something like that in London yeah. in like years. No, yeah, yeah. Everybody, everybody <laughs> always says it can't happen. It can't happen. But then you just have to go in and make it happen. Absolutely, know? because it was awesome. that's, that's what he does. He turns yeah. things that seem impossible, super possible with mm-hmm. the Lord. Right? It's just our faith, you know, that that lacks it. And um, you know, here we are during these times. You know, before we kind of jump into because basically, you know, what was in your heart. Wait, what people don't know is that, you know, we had Pastor Caleb. Yeah. And uh, man, we were like seven minutes away. It was the from final finishing stretch. the show, so, and, so and all good. the power went out. <laughs> yeah. All the power went out. The power was so <laughs> we o- strong. We overloaded the, the power show. of Houston. Exactly. It was like the Lord <laughs> surged <laughs> through the radio show. And so it was y'all, like, y'all yeah. text some people, uh, share it, tell them to jump on yeah. because this is Going about to, to be lit be powerful <laughs> yeah. powerful and so uh pastor Keller, before we jump into who you were and all that and how to hear the voice of god tell us a little bit about who you are right now who you who, who are you who's sure. pastor Keller bring right now yeah my wife and i we pastor a church in claremont we're just outside of orlando florida nice it's booming you know church is growing we're only about five and a half years old right now it's crazy <clears throat> Your church right now, right? Right. It's crazy. What's right, happening? It's right crazy now? right now. We're, we're, right now, we're in extended revival. I mean, I have interviews to do after this. It's like this building Come slam on. full. Yeah. And obviously, it's you know, at the midst of everything going on in the nation right now, there's just such a group of people hungry for God and yeah, and hungry for His presence. And it's very real. The Lord's presence is very real. Come and on. Mm-hmm. Those that are pursuing it right now are just not letting anything stop them, and it's incredible to see. So yeah. Wow. Uh, it's epic, yeah. Yeah, you're but in the that's crazy, no, that's God season. You're just, like, busting stuff yes. open. It's amazing. You have a new yeah, building, you, too, When right? I heard you say that, I was like, everything in me jumped, and I was like, I'm grabbing that for us. Like, 
Yeah. Um, and that's why I was so grateful for that. That's really why I even thought about this show, like hearing yeah. the voice of the Lord, because you heard that from God. Yes, sir. Release it, and then other people of faith grab a hold of it, and they enter into it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's incredible. It's powerful to hear from God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you're doing all that stuff, but you weren't not, you know, because people are like, "Wow, that's awesome." Even if they see a picture of you, they yeah. think. You know, of course, he he looks like this college student that's never been through anything. So how of course he's doing that good. Like He's probably being groomed to be that. And you know why he was born with the Bible in his hand and every, you know, they just think the, the silver spoon. Yeah. But that wasn't yeah, always all it. of that. All you, that. You know, Man, you, it's right? like you read my biography. Wow. Right there. <laughs> but it wasn't always totally like that. Who, 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 all, who was Caleb I, I before? How you grow up? I grew up on a dairy farm, you know, yeah. and uh, we didn't even go to church for many years of my life. My parents were Christians, but we didn't go to church from the time I was like six till I was into my teenage years. And they yeah. wound up kicking me out. And basically, you know, my life was spiraling out of control with drugs wow. and alcohol. And wow. All alone, you know, and I just cried out to the Lord one day in my bed. And, and I don't know where this prayer came from, but I said, Lord, if there's any way you can restore the innocence of my youth back, please do so. Mm -hmm. And two days later, someone invited me to go to church. Um, it was an awesome on fire church in Nashville, Tennessee. Come on. It took me nine months of going there and the Lord totally radically delivered me of all the drugs, all the alcohol, Come on. set me on a brand new path to Bible college where I met my wife and the rest is history. We've been to 22 countries, I believe now, wow. and we're wow. just getting started. So. <laughs> What can God Yeah, that's awesome. Come on. That Stephanie's so like, good. I'm leaving I'm like, the country. Man, I'm trying to get up there. I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> that's some beautiful trying stuff. Trying to hit several countries. You're, you're, but you're, and you're lighting fires everywhere. So this that's kid right, from man. a dairy farm who, you know, really didn't go to, so, there, so there's hope. Didn't, never, matter never thought are. about ministry. Didn't mm -hmm. think about anything. Not like a second generation. You're getting sure. drunk. Uh, you, you, I mean, you were just drunk. You're getting drunk. Yeah. You're getting high. Yeah, just a, just a the classic boy doing nothing with his life. No yeah. plan whatsoever. And no plan. God, you know. And then God steps in. And thank the Lord that God does have a plan because there's a lot of people. Even you're tuning in right now, and that's been your thing. You've just never had a plan in mm -hmm. your life. Wow. But wow, wow. don't worry about that because God has a plan. Yeah. So it might be easier for you to follow God's plan than the one that super meticulously planned every detail that they thought was going to happen in life. And God yeah. says that's not my will either. Yeah. So let me ask you a question. Um, when we talked, you were like hearing the voice of God. You know, we, we had a conversation. I mean, we, we have a relationship, so we, we talk often. But what was in your heart, just as you said, grabbing a hold of the word. So I usually like asking you, hey, what's God saying? Or what are you right, feeling? Right. Because I want to hear the word of God, um, you know, because yeah. I want to hear what God is saying. You're sent to the people. doesn't matter who we are, pastors, bishops, whatever. There's always a word sent that you can grab a hold of. Right. Your yeah. word was hearing the voice of God. And I thought to myself, what a great word in a time where it seems Especially like now. so many voices. Right. There's come like on. so many voices. So talk to us a little bit about that. And how did that come about? How did the initial thought of hearing the voice of God come about? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, um, when you spoke, that's crazy. That's God. You know, that popped in my spirit because that really released something because I grabbed a hold of it by faith. But for years of traveling in the ministry, my wife and I would go to churches big and small and regularly ask people how many people need direction from God, how many people are believing for, um, you know, the next step in your life. And we're talking 85% of churches across America need that. 
And there's an issue there. If yeah. every one of us can't hear the voice of the Lord for ourselves, then all you're going to do is get recycled information. Right. And it's something that's got to be taught. It's something that's got to be trained. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people got to realize the importance of, man, am I listening to the Lord right now? Am I following his will? Because peace comes when you follow the things of God. Uh, all sorts of devastation comes when you just do your own thing, you know? Yeah. Because so, there's a lot me, of voices, one of the most important right? Things. There's a lot of voices. Yes. And, and throughout the Bible, there's this common theme. You know, I was reading the book of Jude uh, a couple of weeks ago and just really impacted me on how Jude, uh, he's talking about Balaam and Cain and Korah, all of these guys who had a form of godliness yet no power thereof. Basically, they just looked on the outside like they were like right. Christ. Yeah. But on the inside, they had no Christ. And during these times, I believe, according to the Bible, many will walk away. So if many will walk away, I wonder if they're listening to voices that they're not supposed to be listening to. And I wonder if those are the times that we're in. Yeah, what you lend Absolutely we are. I mean, it's a great falling away where people are deceived that the Bible says, well, how do you get deceived? You get deceived because you listen to another voice. Mm-hmm. And that's where Jesus said, my sheep know my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. Probably the most important thing as a believer to do is develop ears to hear because all throughout the Old Testament to the New, Jesus constantly said, he that has ears, let, let him hear. hear what the Spirit has to say. So I don't know about you, but I want to hear Jesus and I want to know what he wants. Yeah, and how do you develop like, even that? Even in the meat, we're in <laughs> these meetings right now and so like the power of god was there people are you know crying miracles were happening people are just under the power and i look up and there's a teenager and she's checking she's on the ground checking her instagram um stories and stuff because this young generation is so distracted right now Mm -hmm. yeah they don't even know how to you know how do i get into the presence of the lord how do i hear the voice of the lord and you think about elijah elijah had an epic moment on the mountaintop when he called fire down and 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 god showed up and the nation was turned back but then uh jezebel threatens his life and the fear grabs a hold of him yeah uh, yeah. and he can't hear god and he's worried and he's stressed so the lord empowers him to run 40 days away from his problem to get alone in a cave where there's no other voices to train him back to hear that still small voice come on yeah and when the still small voice was spoken it didn't address elijah's problems because god was already dealing with elijah's problems it just gave elijah the next two steps of his life mm. you're gonna powerful. go anoint this guy as king yeah. and anoint this guy as prophet so it can and choke out the need. word fear can choke out the word or the voice yeah. that you're yeah. used to listening to so it's possible to to know the voice of god and be going through something where you can't hear the voice of god Right? right that's basically what you're saying how do you develop yeah, well, a ear can, how do you develop an ear because i heard you say earlier that you know you got to develop and train your ear yes. to hear that's important because if we're going to talk about the voice of god then can you please tell us how to develop an ear if somebody's like how i mean because you hear that all the time yeah. how do you hear god I, people always ask right. me how do you hear god i'm like i, I hear him you know yeah. oh, clearly i, yeah, I, I, I know his voice yeah. you know it's like you I, know his voice yeah i can put 15 people here, and if I heard you talk, I know you enough, Caleb. I know you enough, Pastor, that you can be in the hallway and uh, all these voices, and I would know it's you because I know how you sound. Yeah, I would definitely I, recognize your voice. <laughs> <laughs> I know how you operate. If they, if they told me a few things about each person, I would know which one is you according to the description that they give me, according mm-hmm. to who you are because of yeah. our relationship. So how do you develop an ear? That's so good. You know, uh, 
A.W. Tozer, a great man of God, once said that it's the nature of God to speak, meaning everything exists because the Lord spoke it into existence. So yeah. God is always speaking. The question is, are you tuning in and listening to what the Lord has to say? And do you know how to hear what God wants you to do? Come on. And in the Bible, if you read throughout the Word, there's many just different examples of how the Lord delayed or displayed a message to His people. Number one, the audible voice of the Lord, which Come on. is incredibly rare. Even in Scripture, it only appears a handful of times where God audibly spoke. And yeah. I think a lot of people think when you say, I heard God, they're thinking that you heard an audible voice, yeah, but yeah. that's not what wow. we're talking they about. Think you Morgan know? Freeman, you know. <laughs> Morgan Freeman. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's got the perfect voice. He you know? does have the perfect voice. Daughter's like, I love that guy's voice. <laughs> and we always think yeah. of God like that, right? Yeah. Like the voice that goes like Stephanie. Yeah. Like we always think of like yeah. this voice. You know, it sounds almost like me. <laughs> like oh you know. God. Yes, yeah. totally. To me, yeah, totally, yeah. almost. Yeah. So go ahead. Like a tune, a, a, a tone of superiority. So that's like yeah. rare. You don't want to lean on the audible voice. When you hear it, if it happens in your life, praise God. It's probably like mm -hmm. the Lord basically screaming at you to get your attention or in that particular moment, he wants something said to a crowd yeah. of people. Yeah. Another way God leads people is the, the what you would term the prophetic dreams. You know, how many people have had dreams that were really from the Lord that gave you warnings or led you somewhere, visions, understandings? Of course, the prophetic is what you would basically call it. All throughout the Bible, God would give people dreams and or interpretation of dreams, and that would lead to the leading or the understanding of what God is saying. Take Joseph that was literally promoted because he possessed the power to interpret the dreams that navigated things. But in the New Testament, the precious thing for all of us is um, like the personal relationship with the Lord and with the Holy Spirit. And so I would say the, the primary way and, and, and literally every day the Lord basically speaks to me and gives me direction is through that still small voice like yeah. Elijah had. Yeah, That's the voice of the Lord on the inside that you learn to just trust his voice and the, and the, and the inklings of what he leads you to and, and know how to recognize, man, that's not my natural thought. That's the Lord speaking to me. And uh, in that, man, God leads you into all things. And I would say this, like, it's incredible to train yourself in that and understand that God is not busy. You know, here in yeah. America, we're <laughs> always busy. You know what I'm saying? How, yeah, how do you greet yeah, people? Yeah, man, yeah. it's crazy. It's busy, you know? Yeah, so yeah. people are always like, they even come to you like, pastor, you know, I know, I know you're, you're busy. very busy. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know yeah. you have all this stuff going on. And so then people are like, maybe with the Lord, it's the same way. I know you're busy. I know you got, uh, you know, Syria to deal with. <laughs> you got Lebanon right now. Stuff. China's a mess right now, God. But, you know, what, do you have time to tell me what I should eat for lunch today? Yeah, and where yeah. we miss it is we think that we can only go to God with massive things in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, like people think that God's going to lead them only in very big decisions or what they interpret as big decisions, yes. right? but they don't expect God to lead them in the small or the daily. And I would say learning to hear the voice of the Lord is learning how to ask God daily for direction in your life. And mm. I'll give you a prime example. Come um, on. I, when I was in Bible college, I worked as a valet at a, a cancer center and people used to lie on the, on the tickets and say the, the car was somewhere that it wasn't in order to make you run around forever so that they could get more money because they were moving more cars than you. And so if you've ever been in a valet and you wonder why your car takes longer and eight cars came up, it's because somebody lied on the ticket yeah. trying to get some money. <laughs> oh, wow. And so I, I had that happen a few times. And after that, I was like, all right, God, I'm not even going to look at the, uh, the location written on the ticket. I'm just going to pray and I'm going to let you lead me. Come and on. sometimes the Lord would like speak to me. Like, I just feel like it's a Ford, green Ford over here. Sometimes I'd literally just run wow. with no direction in mind and run straight to the car. Wow. 
But I learned in that, that nothing is too small to ask of God. And he will lead you in the small, mm -hmm. which prepares you to hit it in the big things of life. That's really but good. But if you're not going to, if you're not going to learn the voice of the Lord in the small decisions, the small why things. do you think God's going to suddenly be able to, you're going to just suddenly be able to hear his voice in something that really, truly matters. Like, yeah. who do I marry? You know, and things like that. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> really so it's good. It's just learning. That's a, that's that. a whole nother yeah. show right there. That whole, who do you, who do I marry? It's a yeah. whole nother, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. You know, it's amazing because I heard you talk a few times about relationship and God uh, about a week ago was speaking to me according to that um, to that you know and the, the the thought was that a lot of times we tell people you got to have a relationship with Jesus and God showed me my relationship with my dad when I was young and um, how basically he just came and did the the bare minimum you know he just showed up you know and he did the best he knew how to do obviously you know so i'm not trying to dishonor him right. he did the best he knew right. how to do but what he did was only came once a month mm -hmm. so now all of a sudden i equate that as a, a relationship so what happens is that now i come to christ and i and somebody's telling me have a relationship with jesus christ and i'm thinking i do you know i, I do have one I, I you know we <laughs> kick it once a month or mm -hmm. like you know we, yeah, don't, sure, we don't really sure. talk and we think that's any relationship. I mean, God was just really speaking to me. It's time for us to really start explaining to people what a relationship is really like. Yeah. Because a that's lot of good. people, we keep shouting, have a relationship. And people equate their relationship according to their earthly relationships. Their and I was, yeah. And I was saying, if you have been in a lot of relationships, you know, and you're older right now, that means you really don't know. And, and they keep breaking up. You really don't know how to have one. So probably learning how to have a relationship and then saying, That's hey, pastor, good. how do I, how, how's your relationship? Or watching some fruitful relationships yeah. and then saying, hey, you know, from that, I need to, <laughs> I need to get this relationship going here because totally. nobody had, you know, you got to talk daily to have a relationship. And yeah. I think people really don't even know how to communicate. So to tell them, good. but we keep shouting it, right? So that's an important part, I think, and also knowing the voice, because when you talk to, to someone daily, you get to know them more and more and more. And right. it's not as complicated as we well, make it to be. I tell people a lot of times, like salvation, when you come forward for salvation, you know, and uh, you basically say, I do, I will. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. the beginning of your marriage. Come but on. Some people treat salvation like it's the completion of everything, but it's really just your wedding day. And now you got a relationship. Oh, yeah. And so oh, I yeah. tell people all the time like imagine on your wedding day uh your 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 bride looks at you or your husband looks at you and says man i love you so much and i look forward to spending two hours on sunday morning with you every week for the rest of my yeah. life but high five but monday through saturday <laughs> leave me alone you know you would slap that person and be like bro that ain't the relationship <laughs> i signed up with yes and yet we do that to the lord don't we yeah. it's like man i'm getting the zone i'm in the spiritual zone in church all right i'm checking out man i got the rest of the week you know Sure. I got to get back to life. And then, oh, next week I'll get my dose of spiritualness. And so that's where the fourth way that the Lord speaks and really so important is being in the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. Like train yourself to start the day in the word and let mm -hmm. the Lord. It's a living word. It's the only a book that exists where when you read it the author is present with you yes mm -hmm. that's the holy spirit yeah and so you got to read the word and and i'm you know i've been in the ministry now for uh eight eight years and and before that in bible school everything yeah, and there's yeah. still times i read the bible of something i've read a hundred times and it just springs to life you know and it's the yeah. lord showing you things and if you don't have that man you need to get that like when i first got saved 
truthfully about hearing the voice of the Lord, I didn't really know how to hear him speak. So I would read the word Mm -hmm. and it would stir in me like a passion. I'd get to something. I'd be like, God, what does this mean? And you know, this is, I I could tell something was in it and I'd ask the Lord, you know, what does this mean? The next time I went to church, bro, whether it was Sunday morning, Tuesday night, uh, women's Bible study, anything I went to, the next time I went to a public setting, that's exactly what God was speaking. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like, like a little kid, like these people don't even know that this is all about me right now. The Lord is speaking (laughs) to me and they're just here just to witness this moment. And if you don't have that with God, man, you're missing that entire presence of like the real relationship like yes. i ask god a question and if i can't hear it god's gonna have some pastor juan's gonna just preach it right exactly to me yeah and you need that amen yes yeah. so get that, in the word you know and, and just follow it and realize every promise is a promise to you everything in there applies to your life and maturity comes from the word of god like yes. maturity isn't because i've been saved 50 years that i'm mature right. maturity is i've been in the word so much the word has reprogrammed my mind it come has on. washed my mind come it on. has changed my actions it it in every i think with the word you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah like, yeah yeah when things happen i don't think what CNN says, I think mm-hmm. what the word says, yes. you know, pop in your spirit. Yes. You're like, man, wait a second. In the midst of uh, tribulation, man, and, and famine, I'm going to laugh. Like that's the Bible. And so yes. these things come in your spirit. It it's says the that. Word. Yeah. It it's alive. That. And yes. you want that. Amen? Active, moving. Come on. It right. quickens mortal bodies. And the, Go ahead, go and ahead. the word is the key to it's available to everybody. So you get in the word that amplifies everything from prophetic dreams. If that's your leading to the still small voice, but the Fact. still small voice, um, is gets louder and more clear. The more you're in the word. Yeah. Amen. And he'll give you direction the in the word. If not, you're tossed to and fro. If you're not, if you're not in Come the on. word, you know, anything will pull you. If, yeah. if Fox says something or CNN says something and, and, on, and, and then somebody it, else says something and then somebody, you, you really don't know where to go. You know, the beauty of yes. making a decision according to the word is that it doesn't matter who says what to you. You're, you feel confident enough to go, no, I heard God say right. it. So it doesn't matter what anybody else says at that moment because you're confident and secure in knowing that the creator of the universe who knows the beginning and the end of everything on, said to you, hey. This is what you're going to do. And you're like, yes, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Dude, you're stirring me up Dude, right now. You start like running. This, this uh, you start, you did it's this so to true, me. man. You start running James in the direction. James is such a know? potent word. You know, what you're, what you're quoting, the book of James is yes. so potent. Like, yes. If you read that and it doesn't, like, the fear of God doesn't strike you. Like, I do not want to be a double-minded yeah. person. Yeah. I do not want to be unstable. I, I, that, that person can't ask anything of God. Mm-hmm. You're like, dude, let me be resolute. You know, yes. plant yes. me, God, and let me. <laughs> and it says, me. ask God for wisdom. That's what we're talking about. Come How on. do you get wisdom unless you hear the voice of the Lord? Yes. And so it's getting in the word and asking God for wisdom. You know. The other day, I got a notebook here um, where the Lord told me three years ago to start writing things down. And so uh, I, I'm, I'm in this thing uh, in my journal, daily writing, and I went back to it three years later, and I'm just reading over all Come the on. things from every day. That's beautiful. Do you know, like literally almost every day, I say, Lord, give me wisdom for this. Lord, give me. And I didn't even realize I write it. Yeah. But it's like all my journaling daily, I'm asking God for the wisdom because when you're leading something or you're building something or you're a, a father, you're a mother. Come on. And maybe you're a father that had a bad father, but you're saying, I want to be a good father. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's learning.
God, give me the wisdom to be that good father. And he's not cheap. Give me the wisdom to be that great husband. He's not cheap. It ain't like he's going to give you like, he says he gives you sparingly. Like, he's not going to be like, here, uh, take this little nickel of wisdom. Like, he's like, here, (laughs) how much do you want? Come on, just pouring it. Just like syrup on on pancakes. Like, bam. Come on. Just pouring (laughs) it. Come on. (laughs) Make my Pentecostal yell come out. Hey, man, I'm telling you, (laughs) poured like that, you you overflow. That's what happens. You get such a pour. For those that are hungry and thirsty shall be filled. And there's such a pouring. There's an outpouring. You know, you hear people sometimes say, man, you know, like you have this moment. You know, we've all done it. When you have this moment, you're like, I just feel like there was just a greater grace. No, no, no. You just drew near because the times were tough if the times are good and you draw as near as if it was tough you're always going to get that same outpouring we just get lazadaisical sit back and wait for a moment of (laughs) hardship to to lean in but if we lean in it could be monday it could be tuesday it could Mm -hmm. be sunday you lean in it's pouring Syrup on pancakes. Come on. I love that because syrup is sticky, right? So it's gonna, it's contagious sticky. to the people that you're sti- around. Oh, yeah. oh, Once you get right? it on, Come you on. ain't Stephanie. getting it off of you. <laughs> Stephanie had it just in. Everybody, hey, <laughs> hey, and, and, and syrup smells so potent. There's a girl mm-hmm. in, our, in, our, in our office. She bought this perfume that smelled like maple syrup. Oh, Come on. And then everywhere she went, we're like, everybody's like, I feel like breakfast right now. <laughs> syrup gets on you. Everybody oh wants God. it. Hey, listen, right now, you know, we're about to go into a break. And so we do something every single week because, you know, on the show, we love music. And every single week, uh, we have a hot track. And this week's... Every week, we showcase a heavy hitter. And this week's hot track... We have Bring You Praise from The River Music featuring Davis Turrentine. Listen up.
feel like we're in a sticky situation in a good way in a good way man that that river of syrup and, <laughs> that and river. goodness oh, you know let me what tell I'm you hey listen if you live anywhere Tasty in life florida life. or you want a good conference always check out the river claremont in yeah. florida they I, I, listen i go there every year and we're hopping around i mean it's just so that's much our freedom extended family that's right a, there. so much freedom there it's unbelievable yeah i love what you totally. guys do i love and it only comes from leadership so yeah, you know exactly. the top they're super free they're sticky syrup people and so everybody's <laughs> sticky syrup everybody gets syrup we're gonna go over there and hand that's out right. little syrups they're gonna be like what's going on have mrs buttersworth <laughs> taste and see but um you know We've been talking about the voice of God and we wanted to go. We have a few segments that we like to do, you know, all the time with our guests, you know, because we truly believe that there is just wisdom um, that you've attained uh, Mm -hmm. from from knowing God that we want the world to know as well. And so we've created some segments to kind of help you with that. And so we want to lead you into some of them. Um, Let's start off with the struggle was real. The struggle was here. The key word was (laughs) Was real. real. Stephanie, why is it was real? (laughs) Yeah, because we're not walking in the struggle is real because we even though we don't, you know, as believers believe that, you know, we're we're struggling all the time and woe is me. But we love transparency on this is real and we love sharing our testimonies. And we just want to share a moment, you know, if you will, Pastor Caleb, of a moment that you really struggled with something, you know, something that was really difficult in your life that you were just like man you know what i don't know how i'm gonna get out of this Mm. but then let us know and share with us how you got out of that how How you overcame it because it it. was real so there was a moment because somebody's listening right now and they're in the middle of a struggle and uh you're gonna help them get out so you're gonna tell them what struggle you had and then how you got out of it come on come on yes absolutely um so my wife and i were traveling in the ministry and the lord laid on our hearts to become pastors and so we wound up transitioning to be the pastors here in claremont florida and it's all you know it sounds like this great thing but the truth of it was was um that the church had been ran um kind of in a in a a poorly way in the sense that there was money owed to the irs there was money owed to hoas um basically i came in as a pastor and within a week lawyers were saying we want to represent you in court yeah Uh, irs agents were calling saying you might go to jail because you have not been able to pay uh you know payroll taxes all sorts of crazy things man it just gets so (laughs) i remember that and it's wild and i want to speak to people out there you know just because um you hit crazy opposition never interpret that as god has abandoned you uh, the lord good. is on your side and you have to stay in faith and you have to stay full of hope and you got to navigate by learning to hear the voice of the lord and getting out of it mm-hmm. yeah. but man it got so heavy i mean seriously you know it it was it it was like such a, a slap upside the face you're like how did we get here you know i didn't know how to tell my wife everything going on and it was such a heavy moment in my life and um, my dad wound up getting uh, cancer at the same time. So, like, literally every area of my life wow. felt like wow. the Lord had, apart. you know, yeah. was not with me, but he was with me. It just yeah. felt like it, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And I was so heavy. And I remember being in my office, and I just felt like, you know, I had reached out to people for wisdom. And they were like, you know, you know we told you not to do that. And it was like they didn't tell me that. But yeah, it just was painful. You know, I felt mm-hmm. all alone. 
I felt like nobody cared and I felt like there was no way out. And so I'm in my office and this heaviness is on me. And this the, the pops in my head, you know, God gave us the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. And, and mm. a lot of times we think praise is just that thing you do in church when everybody's there. Um, but man, I got up on my feet and I started uh, lifting my hands and I began to praise the Lord. And it was the weakest praise you've ever heard. It was like, yeah. God, thank you for yeah. your presence, <laughs> like in between sobs or whatever. But I pressed through Pastor mm -hmm. Juan and, and Stephanie. That's I just so kept good. going and just kept just exalting him and just magnifying his name and, until I broke it off of me. And I was jumping and, and dancing in the office, you know, all alone, just in the presence of the yeah. Lord, just shouting. <clears throat> and I felt all that heaviness bust off Come of me. On. And in that moment, it's like the God, God just spoke to me. He gave me direction and everything that was a problem, the Lord dealt with it. And like so within two months, everything was taken care of. And the Lord has just blessed every day since Shine then. Down. So wow. I would say, wow. you know, that's a very, very heavy time in my life that I could expand on so much of everything going on. But the key to it was praise God in the midst of it. Come and on. the Lord yeah. gave me direction out of it and all That's is so well. Good. So I encourage anybody going through a time where you feel like the Lord has abandoned you. Look, if you don't have sin in your life, you you love God, you're serving God, and maybe the Lord even led you to something, but it's tougher than you thought. Don't interpret opposition as God abandoning you. Understand it's the enemy that is trying to keep you from the very thing that God has called you to possess, yeah. just like the Israelites in the promised land. And you got to gear up in faith, trust the Lord, declare over your life victory, and keep moving forward, and God will see you through Amen. every time. Amen. Man, Woo. come on. <laughs> and, listen, and here's the crazy part. All you got to do is grab a hold of that. Yeah. All you got to do is say, that word is for me. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm shimmying over here. I'm moving around. I'm like, Praise I'm like, it. come on. Yeah. I want to run around the studio. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on. Uh, and so uh, here's the, the next segment we want to do. I thought that was great advice. Yeah. Um, you know, we love Praise to. through it. Praise yeah, yeah. through it. Th this is real, right? But we, get, we talk about real people with real problems, and we love to give people real solutions. So, you know, and here you're getting free advice right over the radio. <laughs> Come yep, on. And so, uh, yeah, if you just tuned in mm -hmm. and you just heard it, you're about to hear more. Come on. More. I just keep go. thinking syrup now. This is horrible. <laughs> I'm thinking. And so, you got to uh, go out and get a pancake. Yeah, hey, yeah. Come on. Yeah. This is one of those that evening. Yeah, I'm going to go in yeah, the evening breakfast. to evening breakfast, evening dinner. Yeah. Breakfast, breakfast for dinner. dinner. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So breakfast for dinner. Here's the next segment. All right. So the next one we want to do with you, Pastor Caleb, is Dear Younger Me. Dear Younger Me. So we heard Absolutely. you know, at the beginning of the show, you know, talk about how you grew up, from, you know, as a dairy on a dairy farm and as a little country boy mm -hmm. and, you know, all the plans that you found that you had later on, you know, yeah. discovering your relationship with the Lord. Um, so we want to, you know, allow you to think back and, and maybe give some advice to younger Caleb. And that can be on. whatever, you know, whatever age that you think. It doesn't have to be that, you know, teenage dairy mm -hmm. farm boy. It can be, you know, a few years back. Yeah, whatever yeah. you decide. But, you know, what advice would you give to uh, the younger version sure. of Pastor Caleb? What would you tell him? Yeah, let me paint you the picture. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're hanging yeah. out right now. And and where you're at, right? And all of a sudden, boom, you see the sparks. The DeLorean pulls up, dude. The DeLorean from Back to the Future. Mm -hmm. Boom, and Stephanie pops up with white hair, and she's like, <laughs> Pastor Caleb, wherever you want to go. So you get in the car, and you get to push a year, and that's where you're going. Mm -hmm. right. When would that be? You know, it's such a good question, and I'll just lay it out to you to be honest. Yeah. Like. I, it's a miracle that I am where I am in life right now. Yeah. Because it's really just been the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God that's kept me going. Yeah. Because growing up, 
you know, I was a free spirit. I uh, just was happy about life. I never was like a depressed type person. Sure. I was happy, but I literally had zero plan for my life. Like yeah. there was no strategy. I was just like nothing, just going through life, uh, you know, like, like that. And I look, if I could look back on myself, even especially when I really encountered the Lord and, and I began to follow him is like, get serious in your life and, and let the Lord give you a plan to build towards something. You know, I look at guys all the time and, and Pastor Juan, I'm sure you've had this yeah, yeah. too. They're like yeah. going out to start a church and you're like, all right, what's the plan? And they're like, yeah. well, the Lord's just going to show up. It's just going to blow up. And it, there's no plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's so many people in the church that like, there's not, you know, there's nothing wrong with trusting God. Yeah. But the Bible says, commit your actions to the Lord and your plans will succeed. Ooh, and on. so uh, you got to have a strategy sometimes. And that's the hearing the voice of the Lord, everything we've been talking about, yeah. getting in the time of the Lord and saying, all right, God, there's a million and one ways to do what I'm doing. If you're called to business, if you're called to education, if you're called to ministry, you can yeah. look, run the gambit, gamut or whatever, but get your strategy, get your plan. And then really develop something you like all right this is what i want to do you know yeah uh five years from now i want to start seeing this happen and writing things down and holding yourself accountable and 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 working towards something not just every day seeing what's going to happen but be intentional is yeah. what i would say like yeah, you got to be intentional about intentional about encountering the lord intentional about hearing his voice and intentional to build what you really feel in your heart god has called you to do and if you don't have that you are more like that double-minded person that's unstable in all their ways because yeah. there's nothing grounding you like this is what i'm here to do in this season so if yeah. i could sit with my younger self i would say how old you know, would you be how old would you be like last year, bro. No. <laughs> uh, Everybody's yeah. like, what? No, I mean, it's like yeah. a constant reminder in yeah. my life. But how you know, old? But all, how when old would you have intervened? What room you would have went to? 13, 15, 12? Uh, I would have not waited till I was 19, you know. 19. At that point when and I really encountered the Lord. What you would have said, said. All right, now God's got something for your life, but let's look mm -hmm. ahead and let's plan this thing out. Because I know, I, I think I could be further along in everything yeah. if I had just been more intentional about what the Lord laid before me. Mm -hmm. So don't be shy of a strategy. A strategy, the Bible says, write the plan, vision and make it plain. That's yeah, a strategy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like saying, this is where we're going. This is how I believe we're going to get there. And then the Lord will breathe it and he'll bring people on, on board to help it. But yeah. have a plan, you know, don't That's be scared of using wisdom okay now i'm gonna give you a year okay i'm gonna we're okay. gonna play this little game here now come on got it and so um i'm gonna take you back to the guy who started ministry he's right now somebody's listening uh they just started ministry you know they're like you know you know exactly i want you to go to that guy what would you say that knowing what you know now to that guy who just started ministry yeah what would you say so, such a good thing and I'll give you the journey I went on. And it is the first thing, if you're starting ministry, you're starting ministry already with a preconceived idea of what God has called you to do through what you've been exposed to and what you've witnessed. Come on. So basically, to boil that down, you are modeling what you have seen played out before you, uh, trying to find your way. And as I grew in the ministry, I was, I was sometimes doing all of these things and, and, and nearly burnt myself out. Yep. because I'm trying to do everything I've seen other people do and much larger ministries pull off. And you got to get to that place where the Bible says that he's given each and one of us a special grace 
find that grace. Ask God, what have, what have you really made and anointed me to do? And then you focus on that thing that God has given you, whether mm -hmm. it's you think it's small or big, you focus on what that, that thing God told you to do. Yeah. And then from there, the Lord will bless you. Hey, okay. Wow. I got, I got one more. I got one more before yeah. we ask. I got one more. Yeah. I, 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 I love asking people that I know have wisdom. You know, I like, <laughs> I like asking questions. Uh, questions get you there. You say every yeah. great leader asks great questions. And so, uh, here's the thing. Um, you have a great marriage. You're a great dad. Mm -hmm. What would, what would be some marital advice? You know, I love marriage. They call me Dr. <laughs> love on the show. Come on. And so, Hey, right, right, right. What would well, be you and great... Ruthie are just a, a prime example of such a beautiful couple in oh, all thanks, ways. Man. You guys are amazing Thank you so much. Yeah. What and would so be we're grateful to know you guys. Thanks. What would be great advice? Cause I know your marriage rocks, you know, everybody does their thing, you know, but there's some key principles you learn in marriage. What would be your advice as a husband to a guy out there that may be struggling in their marriage? You know, what would be your sure. advice? Sure. You know, uh, when when uh, we say that most divorces happen because of money. Yeah. You know, it's very common. Yep. But really, when you boil it down and when they begin to interview people that have been through divorce, you know what the primary thing they say was missing in their uh, marriage what was that? is my spouse was not kind to me. Wow. And so what happens in marriages is we can be this beautiful, loving, kind, forgiving person to everybody else outside of the marriage. But to our spouse, we demand more, we expect more, and we forget to be kind to each other wow. and just forgiving. And so I would say that's a constant reminder, you know, yeah. like love your spouse and be kind, be intentional to be kind to them. You know, wow. when you're living every day with a person, you know, you're very aware of all of their great strengths and all of their weaknesses and stuff, but you have to develop kindness and you just have to choose. And then everything in a marriage is like, you have to make time for it. Mm -hmm. You can't really just good. let life just dominate every aspect of your life. You got to make time. So my wife and I try and go away every year and let the kids stay with their grandparents so that we can have a vacation, just the two of us. And then we try and do a so family good. vacation every year, whether it's a big ordeal or a small ordeal based on how much money we have. It's still just being intentional about that. Yeah. And then that. dating and just spending Come time on. with each other, Talk you know, to me. Mm -hmm. respecting each other and things like that. So I would say it's just developing kindness. You know, yeah. you got to choose to be kind towards one another, yeah. loving and gracious towards each other and spend time with as much as you can with each other and protect each other too. It's a relationship, right? Cause all of that, what it you is a relationship. it's like, are you talking about Jesus or are you talking about your wife? You know, it's the same concept. <laughs> it's that's the amazing right? thing. Great marriages are centered in Christ, right? Basically they what are. you're saying, cause everything. Yeah. Well, God saying, is love. So if you take God out of it, you don't have love. You don't have love. You have, you a have lot of affection lust. and all of that lust. In, right. In, in abundant syrup of lust, you know, it would be completely different pouring. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen. Oh, my God. Hey. Oh, okay. So here we go. So what's the we want to do another one with you. Yeah. So we have another segment right. called You Think You Know Me. Yeah. Thank you. And you know think you me. know me. Yeah. Pastor shared a little bit in the beginning. Well, Pastor yeah. Juan, since I have two pastors on the, yeah, on the show. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor Juan shared earlier, you know, that they might look at you and think that, oh, you know, this guy has a you know, Bible, Bible knowledge, yeah, 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 since, yeah. you know, since he grew up, but maybe there's other, you know, what we do on, or, you think, you know, me, there's these mis, uh, these notions that people have yeah, of you, misconceptions, right? misconceptions yeah. uh, that they right, have of right. you where they just assume things about you. And we want you to set, set the record straight. Cause, cause you know, there's, there's the thing that fellow believers do 
that sh they sh we sh we got to get better at. Yeah. And that's that we see an Instagram photo Prejudice. and we just, yeah, we prejudge pre it. We pre-assume things. And so yeah. off of a clip, we talk, you know, people start talking bad about people. Mm -hmm. They just devour one another, man, and just, just gets ugly. We're, yeah. It's like the biggest thing now, right? So I'm like, I'm like, you know what? You think you know me. Yeah. So this is a good opportunity. Maybe people might think, I think we had a guest on the show once where I guess the way he looked, everybody thought he was mad. He was and the a dude's mad person. Mad he's person. Like, I'm super but nice. But he's super <laughs> awesome and he's super nice. Yeah. So first I want to ask you that and then I want to ask you a little bit about pre-assuming and pre-judging. But I want to sure. know. Well, you most think people think I'm a supermodel. Most people think I'm a supermodel. So that, that, that immediately is that, awkward. You know, no, no, I don't do that professionally. Down, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the money's good, that. but. I can see that. I can but, see that. But, but I gave it up. <laughs> right now, I'm modeling for Abercrombie and Fee. No, come on. That's such a good, you know, so, so good. And honestly, man, what a what a can of worms right now in this nation it is because everybody assumes that they figured you out and you make any statement towards anything that they disagree with mm -hmm. and it's like everybody comes against you everybody and i remember a great advice one time uh specifically for the body of christ you're out yeah. there you're going to read articles of men and women of god all the mm -hmm. time did this said that this is what they really mean yeah and and the church is so quick if, if, if I, one sec, I'll, I'll share a quick yeah, story. Go ahead. I'm watching this, this like safari video, right? Yeah. Of Africa. And it's this like a, like a Buffalo uh, with a herd. And then there was a rhino and this Buffalo for some reason starts squaring off against the rhino and they mm. fight. The rhino takes his horn, right? Guts this wildebeest right in the, in the gut. And I'm Come on. then the herd of wildebeest gather around the rhino. And I'm thinking, Oh, this rhino's about to get got the, the herd. Is here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, but the herd, attacked the injured buffalo they didn't attack the rhino he walked away and they sat there and trampled their own to death wow. and when i watched wow. it the lord said this looks like my church hmm. that as soon as someone gets kicked everybody turns on them and um wow. so one great advice a man of god once said to me he said look if something happens uh of to someone send them a text and tell them you know you know you're praying for them and stuff but if you don't have their number, it means you don't know them anyway. Yeah. So you don't have any right to talk. Mm -hmm. And wow, you think you know me. I mean, people look at people in the ministry and think that we're, you know, like the glory shines upon us all the time. And that, mm -hmm. you know, we we're just perfect in every single way. You wow. know? But Come on. the reality is I'm like a super laid back person. I'm a very like friendly person. Yeah, and, you and I've noticed in ministry, people treat you, they're intimidated by you and stuff because of the position you hold. But if you know me, I'm like the biggest yeah. uh, like everywhere i just stand at the door and greet people and hug yes, people i'm very laid you back do. i'm not like big on confrontation i want to avoid it at all costs like yeah. i'm not looking to be like you're in the wrong you're a dirty sinner i, I hate that but yeah. it is part of what you've got to do and you have to grow to confront that but if you really knew me you'd know i'm really a nice guy that anybody can talk to and i'm pretty patient in listening to people and and, and i just like to hear people's stories like to mm -hmm. me the greatest thing of ministry is hearing all the beautiful stories of what God has done in people young and old. It's incredible to me. And um, yeah. also I'd say it's a miracle where I am because I, I wouldn't say ambitious, even as I just said, I didn't really have a plan to get yeah, where I'm yeah, at. Yeah. You know, I'm not, a, I wasn't like ambitious, like God, give me the greatest ministry in America, build everything around me. Like, so ambitions never really driven me. It's really just more of a passion for God 
and a love for people yeah. that the Lord has just brought me where I am. So that's really um, good. You think man. you know me? Yeah, I think, think I'm this crazy, <laughs> bold, slap you around person, but I really am a pretty nice and a super laid back. You, dude. Yeah, you, yeah. You, it's it's just because it, if you know Caleb, yeah, if you know Caleb, <laughs> um, he is definitely what he's saying. But it's just this different that when the Spirit of God is just bam, like he just kind of gets on fire. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like it's like a yeah. different dude. He comes back down. He's like, hey, where are we gonna go eat? You know, but yeah. while he's up there. I feel like you have this passion mm-hmm. and and this love for God that you're just you every single time you're trying to hit it out the park. You, yeah. I've never seen you can yeah. you can say I'm tired or whatever. You you start all tired. You go in there and you're just this completely different person. Mm-hmm. You're like ten feet tall. Yeah, and I think that happens. Yeah, you a know lot the with, Bible says. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, that, what the anointing in the Old Testament says the anointing uh, made David a new man. Yeah, like basically. It, it may, when the anointing comes upon you, you're, you're Stephanie, you're like a new Stephanie. You're like yeah. Stephanie 2.0. Oh, we've seen her. Functioning under, yeah, you're functioning <laughs> under something that is out of this world. And yeah. so that's where you want to live, especially in ministry or dealing with people. Come you want to tap into that as much as possible. But, that's um, awesome. you know, we don't just live always at 2.0. We live, you know, life and just develop that passion for God. Yeah. Yeah. I think it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the relationship of, you know, with God, you don't tell him you're, you know, I'm just spending this, you know, one hour, two hour with you on Sunday. And I feel like a lot of times with pastors or ministers or people who have a platform, people tend to look at them based off of that one hour or two hours that they saw them with. And whether it's a good thing or whether it's a bad thing, they're going to judge, you know, pastors and ministers and be like, hey, you know, well, he's intimidating or, you know, he's so, you know, accused or he must be, you know, not somebody who gives grace or mercy, maybe because that day he was delivering a, a message that wasn't about grace and mercy. Maybe that was a convicting message. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I think that, you know, in, in the church body, like you were saying, Pastor Caleb, it's important for us not to, you know, pre, you know, judge our, yeah, yeah. our ministers, our pastors, our leaders, you know, based off of what um, they're saying and what they're doing off of the calling that God has placed on their life. Off of you a know blip. That they're, yeah, you know that they're right. human. They're, you know, the remainder of the 24 hours and seven days out the week or, you know, the remaining six days yeah, yeah, out the yeah. week, you know, they still have to face regular things. You know, they still sit right. in traffic and have people yell at them and they still deal with, you know, <laughs> being on hold with certain we company fly, for five we hours. We fly with <laughs> angels' music yeah. through, the, through the, you know, no, we we don't brush or nothing. It just yeah. happens. Heavenly, it just happens. We get up right, in the angels right. of the Lord of the. Mm-hmm. No, we we get up like yeah. When I else. when I was born, you know, I had a halo and uh, <laughs> angels sang. <laughs> And yeah. a voice from the Lord said, this is my beloved son, son you know, and it was, it was, cars, you know, but not everybody has baby that. Not everybody. Yeah. You everywhere. Baby cherubs Oh, baby <laughs> cherubs, of course, they're everywhere. Yeah. Like, they'll talk about yeah. us now. Did they just say baby cherubs? Do they believe, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. it's just how people are, man. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they tune in right now, all of a sudden they're like, they believe in like baby <laughs> angels flying yeah. around. No, we're joking. <laughs> that's what they, yeah, that's it's what called, they picture. Yeah. It's, it's good. We joke. You know, people joke. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus joked. Well, you know, I think when Jesus was I'm sure he the does. Water. He definitely jokes with me. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what, Pastor Caleb? Uh, you got about two minutes. I want you to share uh, something with somebody that's listening, and they are in the middle of this pandemic, and just give them a refreshing word. Sure, sure. Uh, about two minutes. Man, I'll just tell you, my heart has been just so <clears throat> just— for for ministers, for believers, and I know many believers out there, you've been going through a, such a trying season. Even some of you have not even been able to go to church, uh, and that community that that you leaned upon so much is missing. So I just you know 
pray that the comfort of God would be on you, that the hand of the Lord would be upon you, that Psalm 91 would be more than a poem to you, but your reality, that God would protect you and your household, that a thousand could fall at your side and 10,000 of your right hand, but it's not going to come near you, that you don't have to worry about any pestilence or any anything whatsoever of that that God truly is your healer. He's your protector. He's your deliverer. He's your comforter. I pray that the provision of God would be upon your household. If you're going through a trying season financially, Lord, open the windows of heaven for those that love you, Mm -hmm. those that have been faithful to your word, faithful to your church, faithful to do the best that they can do. Bless them, God. Send provision their way. If you've got to send angels to bring that provision, send it to them, God. But may they know that they don't lack any good thing as according to your word it says we will lack no good thing because you are our supply we thank you for that god and we just thank you for comfort right now yes in the midst of craziness we just thank you that we have a kingdom unshakable on the inside of us that we rise in the morning with faith we go to bed with faith we rise with hope we go to bed with hope that we don't worry a thing about those things happening around us but we trust you and that your voice leads us and guides us we just thank you for it lord marriages in the church in the midst of all of this struggle we thank you that marriages they just get stronger that relationships get more solid that you would use what the enemy has tried to destroy to bring us together stronger than ever in jesus name i pray Amen. amen thank you guys for tuning in be sure to follow pastor caleb on all of his social media and be sure to watch us on youtube at this is real with juan martinez if you're looking for a home church visit us at get wrapped and if you'd like to partner with us visit juanmartinez.tv And guess what? That's a wrap. That's a wrap. That's a wrap.